You're listening to You Don't Know Nick, the podcast, a podcast that explores the generational differences from Zoomers to Boomers as it relates to what's going on today. Enjoy. Hi, Nick. Hi, Jess. Did, were you scared during the weather yesterday? Oh, it, it, that wind picked up. That so wind. you oh, so you were at the epicenter of wind. That's interesting. Well, we had I had a little drizzle. Yeah, it's like just a classic LA drizz. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Little but then piz, out of, pizzle. Then out of nowhere, it just started. You know, the, I was like, "Whoa, what's happening out there?" And I went outside, and I just got smacked in the face with you know dust and leaves and whatever else. That's so funny because I, I had a very eerily similar uh, – we're, we're not in the exact same part of town, but we're on the east side of Los Angeles, and Los Angeles had um, just a weird bout of weather yesterday. Um, and then also, you know, I'm seeing, like, lightning in the corner, and I have one cat that's particularly sensitive to loud noises. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you're okay, Blue. You could do it. And he didn't hide it under the couch, and we did a whole – like, he did really well. I'm super proud of him. So, like, the drizzle happened for a minute. Then later in the evening, like, nine at night or something, I hear what sounds like a rain stick. Do you remember, like, the Discovery Store? Oh, I know the rain stick, yeah. So it sounded like a rain stick. I'm like, what kind of shaman is outside of my window right now? I was, very, I was like, trying not to – I was like, this is a normal sound. But, but it was, like, odd that I was hearing it so clearly. Because I, I don't even hear when it's raining normally. That's, like – I have a really nice soundproof area. Anyway, I look outside. It's – blowing leaves across my window and it's hitting the concrete in the apartment complex next to me that it's so it's sounding like trickling of rain sticks it was oddly magical but also complete completely weird so yes you had wind too but i don't know well so what's so funny to me is that i i was hearing dry leaves after a drizzle (laughs) yeah so i did have a very Look, little bit of a little bit of wind. It sounds like you this, had more wind than I what did. What do you mean a very little bit? It sounded like you had a lot of wind. It, was a, it was a gust. Or, it was a gust. Yes, just one gust, and that was it. There was like just, I swear just, to God, it was only like two gusts. I like to the so I heard the the shaman, you know, singing songs in the in the courtyard, and I'm like, oh, it's probably nothing. And then it happened again, and I go outside just in, or I look outside just in time to see, wind like leaves falling past my window. Wow! Wow! I mean, you know, it was a similar situation. I heard what I thought was rain. I was like, boy, I'm starting to come down out there. And then when I went out to look to see it come down, no, no, it was just wind. And it was Mm, smacked mm. me right in the face. Mm. I think it's the same wind. I think it's the same wind, Jess. Um, (laughs) I know you want to think that, like, where you were at was different somehow in some way. I don't think it, was... I don't think it, well, no, because my mom called me later in the evening, right before the wind, said, is everything okay? How are the cats doing? Like, I know the thunder. And I'm like, it's not happening anymore. And she's in Simi Valley. And so they were experiencing different weather well, at we a different get, time. We don't get a lot. Well, yeah, well, Simi Valley has got its own ecosystem, but, but... We, we in LA don't get, thunder and lightning very often so that can be maybe part of the what's causing this heightened awareness or something or or heightened state of alarm is that oh there's actually lightning happening i think it's definitely it definitely makes people 
aware that weather is happening. I think any sort of change, like if we get an overcast day, everyone's like, oh my God, what weird weather we're having. Like, you know, the fucking marine layer didn't burn off until 2 p.m. Everyone's like, what is, ha- what is happening out there? Did you ever watch uh, the movie L.A. Story? Uh, yes, yes. Been a long time, though. Uh, but yes, of course. Go back to it if you can. It was one of my father's favorite films, so we watched it as a kid a couple times. And I rewatched it recently, and it, it, it hits different as an adult, obviously, because it's just such a satire about uh, the L.A. experience. He's a weather person in L.A., and he does the wacky weather because there's no weather in L.A. Like, I just thought it was, like, funny. He's, like, a funny weather guy as a kid. You know, I didn't realize that the joke being that there's really no shift in weather whatsoever. So he had to make the, the weather interesting. Um, but beyond that, there's there's so many other elements of that movie that I really love. Um, but, yeah, it was, a weird, it was a weird weather day. We went, We ran the gamut. It was hot. It was, it rained. I went on a walk today. There was fucking muck and dead mice everywhere. It was the worst. It what? Like, I swear. So I went on a walk because I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I, I'll go work out today. I, I'm with a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Allison in Constanti. And she's like, dude, it smells like, it smells great. And she was being facetious. It, and then the next thing I, I see, a, like, there's a washed up dead mouse next to me. It smells like. The sewers all came up because, like, the thing is, is, like, things still go into our sewer system, but there's just no running water down there. So I think it, like, everything that had been like clogging the drains, like, came up out of the system. It was, it was not a, it was not a good look for my part of town today. Uh-huh. Really, like, you know, New, I, I, I went, I've been to New York as an adult a couple times, and New York smells, and you walk one half block and it smells different after you've gotten almost used to that smell. And I can't handle that. I need to like, I just, I need it to be a consistent smell. And today I had a very New York s- shifting smell vibe today outside. <laughs> it was really overwhelming for me. Yesterday really hit you hard. I, I am nothing if not dr- dramatic about, <laughs> about things. <laughs> it, it also postponed a, a football game, you know, Monday night football, which I'm sure you watch religiously. Were the Rams supposed to play? No, the Chargers. Oh, well, that's a San Diego team. Was it raining down uh-huh. there? Welcome to 2021. They're, they're now the Los Angeles Chargers. They've, they're they've up here. here? Since when? Like two years ago. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Where do they we, play? LA went from zero teams to, to two. dose. To dose. Um, and they're both good. Uh, and they both play in the same stadium, which are you not aware that there's a brand new stadium? In Los I know Angeles? about the, st- does it double as a soccer field as well? Uh, I don't know. Is that, is that where Galaxy plays? I don't, I thought they played at like the Home Depot Center. I don't have no idea. I'm so they- confused about it because I've, I'm on the 10 and the 110 frequently enough to go, oh, there's like they're advertising soccer here. Oh, right there by USC? Uh, no. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like getting on to the ten, 10. and one ten is where USC is, and where there is a stadium that I believe is a soccer stadium. Now that I recall, that must right be what the right, right by the Coliseum. That's yes. that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. No, no, this no, this is where is the stadium that the footballers play? Apparently, a a 
stadium to end all stadiums. Apparently, this is a stadium. Well, every new stadium usually ends up being the best one ever was. And right now, I think LA's got it. Uh, SoFi Stadium. Where do you think in Los Angeles, just out of curiosity, where do you no, think in I Los could, Angeles I, they could I, build a huge uh, ass stadium? Do you have any so idea where they I might I think I know this? where it is just because I flew over it and I'm pretty oh. sure it's by LAX-ish area. Yeah, yeah. You're Like you're in between correct. here and LAX. Well, that's, there's a lot between here. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, there's the majority of the cities between no, where you are and LAX. No, that's not true. That's not true. You live on the other side of town. That's that might be true. It could be. It could be in Duarte, for all we know. Um, no, because there's also frick. There's so much. There's too much. But yes, yeah, so where exactly specifically is it? Do you remember uh, Hollywood Park? Oh my God! Yeah. The the horse race. Yes. That doesn't exist anymore. Nope. Whoa. I mean, I don't know if there's they somehow moved the horse track somewhere. I doubt it. This thing is this thing is huge. But what they did keep was the casino part, which. Oh, where are we to, going? Yeah, I used to play poker there, and I I don't know if they updated it or not because it wasn't necessarily the nicest casino of all the poker houses. I can't here. imagine they wouldn't update it based off of the fact that they're like trying to. But I couldn't is, imagine either, but they, they, this is a, yes, right there. They, they've been building that for the past couple of years. Uh, wow. This is its first year of really being in full, you know, full use. Um, oh yeah. It's going to be an LA staple, not to, you know, play on the staples arena. Actually this staples is, just called and said, you need to, we need to delete that part of the Yeah. Yeah. They were, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was actually thinking it's interesting because the staple center probably was elite at the time it was built too it's still a pretty cool place but also houses two teams of the men's basketball like so it has the lakers and the clippers it like actually this. houses three teams well it houses the 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 wnba as well the sparks well okay then then it houses four teams what's the third team this what is it the kings hockey yeah but i'm talking about of the same ilk Buddy. In the same sport. Yes. <laughs> the same ilk. Uh, what does ilk sport. mean? Well, sure. Yes. Usually, it does ilk it not. A, you could have just said the word sport. Ilk, Ooh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Hold on. You're starting to see how I like to use the words, right? And now it annoys <laughs> how you. How I like to use the words. And it annoys you that I don't just say things more simply. Is that how? Am I perceiving that correctly? No, no, no. Just in this case. I mean, sure. Your vocabulary is is a marvel to, to witness. Oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but in this case, oh. usually ilk is when you like refer to like people's characteristics. I don't think it, I don't think it ilk you, Did is... you not mean, did you not understand what I said? Well, only because I, you didn't even, I didn't even need you to say ilk for me to know what you were trying to get at. Um, did it not make it for a more interesting sentence? Uh, <laughs> Ilk means a type of people or things similar to those already referred to. A type of people or thing? I'm right. Yes, you got the things. You know, it wasn't just people. You got things. I'm right. But ilk, you know, ilk could have been referring to basketball or could have been referring to sports Sport. in general. I understand. You know. It was an imperfect, non-succinct sentence. And <laughs> lately you have been, you, I, you go back and listen to the tape. Just telling me what more simple, straightforward word I could be using as opposed to my 25 cents words that I use. I'm just, 
you know, one of the most important things that you have in this world is how you talk, is your vocabulary, how you speak. And it really, um, I mean, this is an old school thing. Maybe, maybe this is a generational thing, you know. This is an old school thing where, be, you know, working on how you speak, working on your vocabulary was a mm-hmm. sign of your ability to progress in life, to move up the chain, mm-hmm. to, uh, to get that promotion, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. To get that respect. Right. Um, uh, I once took a uh, Dale Carnegie course. You know, you know Dale Carnegie is? Well, I know what a Carnegie is, but I don't know what Dale Carnegie is. What is a Carnegie? Well, like a person. The Carnegies. They own Carnegie Hall. <laughs> they, built this, they built this city. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. So, yes, he's somewhere in the Carnegie lineage. I don't know if it's a direct relation to those. I'd imagine. Who did Carnegie, who did Carnegie Hall. Um, are you hearing murmuring behind me? Oh, yeah. You can hear that? Oh, yeah. Uh, for the audience, audience's benefit, that's your family. That's that's my family behind that door. Your which family, normally, man. Which normally isn't there, but now they're, well, they're trying to break in. They may or may not. Well, now they can probably hear it, but it's just like people being able to hear my cats. Listen, mm. having a family is the same as having a cat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We've covered this before. Yeah, we've covered this before. Summer of Tears even did a sketch on on that dumb idea as well. Um, dumb idea. Gotcha. Okay, so Dale <laughs> Carnegie. Uh-huh. No, carry on. I'm here for it, dude. Anyways, Dale Carnegie wrote a lot of, like, self-improvement books way back in the day. Like, like old school. Uh, my, uh, he wrote uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Do you know this book? No. You do? You're not I in, never. I never read it. But you've heard of the book. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's famous enough that you've heard of this book. So isn't it, like, rule number one is just, like, remember people's names? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I think, one of the top rules. It's like it's to remember remember people's the names. people love the sound of their own names, so say it often. <laughs> See? That is one of the top rules, but it also kind of shows you like how like old fashioned it was to like you know work on on your people skills and your yes. communication. Totally, you know, totally. To become better, better person in, in in society and then move up in management. Well, my uh, my father was a businessman and. Somehow the Dale Carnegie course came to him where like it was recommended he take the class to improve his management skills or whatever. I don't know. Um, He loved it so much. He had like all of his employees take the class. And not only that, he had all his sons take the class when they turned 18. That was the Uh, gift that he gave you. It was, it was fascinating. Um, because I'm in there, I'm 18 years old. I'm in there with no, no, like the next youngest person's probably in their mid 30s. It sounds like if like you in your 18s were to go to Toastmasters, like that's like what it's like. This is what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it, in a way, but this is a yes, a little bit more sophisticated in some ways than Toastmasters. Don't you just, dare it, disparage Toastmasters. <laughs> That is a that is a, fa- a foundation upon which this country is built, Nicholas Masu. <laughs> well, so is the Dale Carnegie course. Oh, okay, um, okay. <laughs> um, but they would have you like each week work on like you know 
you would like give speeches and like you actually do would be a little bit of improvisation in a way of like, you know, how do you kind of like speak off the cuff and right, right. And, and all that stuff. Um, it was amazing because here I was like the youngest person there by far. Um, but I was, I was a drama kid. I was, in, I was a theater school kid and I had done speech for years. In fact, speeches, I used to do speeches before I got into theater. So being speaking in front of people doing all super easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I aced that class. Um, <laughs> so you had nothing to learn. Nothing. Uh, no, actually it was, it was cool. It was interesting. Did a lot of men walk away going, wow, what an excellent young man you are. You, you I, have a, a future ahead of you. I did have somebody come up to me. Now, mind you, a lot of people who are here are like, you know, they're just not, they're not necessarily good at being in front of people and giving speeches, but they're in a, they're in a management role or they're being like tapped for a management totally, role. So, totally. So for them, this is really important that they learn this and it's not comfortable for them. <laughs> and, and yes, I did have at least one person I recall and maybe a couple others one, came up, this guy came up to me and was like, I just, I just want to thank you so much for being in this class, watching you make, gave me the confidence to think that I can do this too. And, <laughs> and your father was like, the Masua is the best. <laughs> he was so, so proud. You, you did your father, you did your father proud. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, all the Masu boys have, have been through the Dale Carnegie experience. Um, and I've, you know, a side note, I've, I, I didn't have good vocabulary growing up, but I, I, I took the time to work on my vocabulary in order to get better at it. So I'm going to, I'm really, am asking you this honestly. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that I um, make my, I, I make it harder on myself and the listener than more, it, 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 are my, could my communication skills use improve, improve. as she stammers her way through the question could i if could i communicate what if, if my what i'm trying to say is <laughs> you know you are a fabulous uh podcaster and host and your your vocabulary is charming it's charming it's when you say charming what what do you mean? I mean that though it may it may surprise me that you don't know certain words or your usage of other words seems to be curious. We'll say mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm always uh, entertained and engaged. I'm never like what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told you this before, and I think I may have shared this either on this podcast or somewhere else. But uh, uh, our friend. Uh, Laurie Jones, amazing actress and activist, uh, is my, one of my best friends of all time. And she gave me the compliment early on in our friendship saying that whenever I learn a new word, she's never met anybody who uses a word so quickly, whether they know it or not, like what it <laughs> means. <laughs> she goes, you just bravely go out there and start using that word until you get it right. <laughs> And and so there is a healthy mixture of me like, oh, what's a different way to say this sentence? Oh, I know this word would, would work for that. Then there's another there's another part 
the other thing that happens when I talk where I have the idea of the word or I know what it's supposed to be and I say a word that's similar to it and I forget which is like like my brain loses which is the right word in that moment so mm. like mm-hmm. you know imperfect I could be saying um oh I can't even think of a similar word to imperfect but I will if I'm wanting to say imperfect I will say something that sounds like imperfect but I but I'm using a different word mm-hmm mm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to be super self-conscious about, I'm just going to be really simple. I'm going to be really simple. This, no, but this clearly week. this is not, clearly this is something that you've already been aware of, hence the story you just told about. It's It doesn't bother me, but now that you have taken to telling me which other words I could use instead of the ones that I'm grasping for. Uh, just, the, co- just the word ilk, I think. In no, this, to- I, people could pull out moments from a couple previous episodes where it's starting to happen. Okay. <laughs> We keep a tally. Somebody gonna. Put oh my up a god! Board? I think we're at three right now. But if someone could run this wiki for us, we'd be forever in your debt. That sounds wonderful to and me. And plus, at the same time, we all would learn new words, and we all would advance and be respected members of society. Uh, you know, I will say this is this ties all back to being an improviser. I am okay with not getting it right ninety nine percent of the time because at the very least I tried, and I can fail with flying colors. Well, you know, well, in improv, you can just make up words, right? Oh, so. that's my favorite thing to do. I remember I did a show with Lisa Fredrickson, who is in the same company you are. And she goes, I love that your character thought they were smart. And really, I was just trying to, to speak intelligently. And I couldn't. Like, I thought I was trying. I thought I was playing a smart character. And she's like, oh, I love how that character was trying to be so smart. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, they thought they were for sure. Uh, uh, wow we're gonna have a fun episode lined up for you folks so stick around Nick Mm, Jess how do you normally listen to your podcasts uh, headphones and uh, my, and on my phone. I'm so glad you said that because there are so many different ways you could listen to your podcast, like mm-hmm. with headphones, without headphones, in the car, not in the car. Like, but that's not even what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm so glad you didn't say what who you use to listen to your podcast because our podcast has just gone up. It actually has been up on Good Pods. Have you heard of Good Pods? Good Pods, no. You haven't, yeah. So after this, you're going to have to look up Good Pods. Our podcast is on there. The other podcast that I'm on is on there, Dungeons and Derek. Uh, and it's a it's it's not only like a, like a Instagram for your podcast, but it's also a place where you can listen to podcasts. You can network with other podcasts or other people that listen to the type of podcast that you listen to. It's like a platform. Oh. It's like th- what's been missing as far as podcasts. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's really good. And they're super supportive of indie podcasts. And I've uh, talked with a couple people over there and they're doing some good work. Mm. Well, I'm all for it. It, it sounds amazing to me. Great. Um, That's all I wanted you to know about. We're lit- if, if, if you're listening to this podcast now, anywhere else besides pod- good pods, you should be jump- making, jump- making the jump. 
And now, was it our intern that got us on there? Or what? How that... Well, we've been on there, and our intern mm. did did uh, create the 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 profile and uh, got us started on there. Yes. Oh, kudos! I'll have to yeah. congratulate her next time I see her. Yeah, she does a lot of work. Yeah. But her vocabulary really could use somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 we have on the docket today just a couple things. One, one like big talk topic. Uh, but there's also like something funny you were making me think about because we were talking about uh, vocabulary and um, different words meaning something like you knew what I meant with ilk or whatever. I decided to pull up um, a literary genius of our time who is uh, a, changing the English language as we speak is Cardi B. Mm. She has her own like language essentially. Okay. And, and I don't know it. And I was asked recently by uh, definitely a boomer, what does that Cardi B say? What is what are what are her sayings recently? And I sent them a, a clip of her like on Kimmel or Fallon explaining them. But you know, I was gonna argue with you, but instead I like just wanted to hear what your your hot take was at the opening of this podcast. Uh, but that you know, English is the living language, and I can if I use ilk enough, it could mean what I meant. You know. Like, it's allowed to change. Did you know that uh, liter literally used to mean of literature, like, because it was in literature. Then it became, then it came to mean it is, like, factually the thing. And now it also means, oh, it's not like that. Like, literally is, like, uh, it's, like, uh, hyperbole. It, it means that in the dictionary now. Yeah, uh, yeah, because like you say, uh, this English language is constantly evolving, constantly changing. You know, words, Jess, <laughs> words are mm -hmm. this infallible mm -hmm. thing that we use to communicate with each other. They're imperfect. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I may use a word and define it in a different way that than you hear it, i.e. Uh -huh. the, the ilk situation we found uh -huh. ourselves in earlier. Totally. Uh, Granted, sometimes you can find yourself on the wrong side of like, you know, the majority of people who have a, a similar interpretation to a word like ilk. Right. Because most people use the word granite to mean a stone, but you said it as like people take it for something. No, granted. No, you said granite. So no, no that's worries. A, that's, just my, that's just my accent. <laughs> ran it <laughs> uh that's just the texas coming out mm -hmm. um that's just whenever i get pompous that's because i become oh texas. no nick there's not a version of you that i've had the pleasure of getting to know that i don't adore so you just continue being an asshole continue. okay great so as long as if i'm a I'm, my pompous ass is still charming oh my god okay great great um what were we saying oh yeah so I'm just going to go through uh, – It was this is a, an article that I found from The Revelist, and it's from okay. 2018. We are far behind. But the, these are 12 Cardi B sayings and what they mean. So I just to be fair, I, I don't – I'm not – I don't have a finger on the pulse of contemporary mu music right now. So I don't – I'm sure some of these are things she says in interviews. Some of them might be from a fucking song she wrote. I have the definition in front of me of what they are, but we're just going to ask you – 
if, <laughs> before I tell you what they are, what they could potentially mean. Okay. okay. Sure. What does occur mean? Occur. Probably. <laughs> occur. Okay. Can I, get, can I get the spelling, please? <laughs> Since According, at first it was just like a it was like a parrot call at first. <laughs> so <laughs> Kurt, like a like K U R T. Okay, U U U U U U U U R T. Yeah. Okay. Oh Kurt. Oh Kurt. I think it's it's <laughs> who's, who's the Oh Kurt. Because Nicki Minaj does in her songs a lot. So I think a lot of people compare Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. So it might be an oh Kurt. But it's not two R's, so it's probably just oh. O-Kurt. <laughs> what you need to accompany this with is actually a clip of her pronouncing it properly, too. I don't know if we can That's legally, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this is like, it's just like uh, uh, when you see, when you see, when you see like a hot guy or a hot girl, you're like, oh, Kurt, Kurt. <laughs> well, it can be because it's really just okay, like, but it's occurred. So oh. Cardi it's... noted that occurred is supposed to sound like a cold pigeon, like Hurr. so. Hurr. <laughs> what a cold oh, pigeon! So you were right; you nailed it in the first one. I it's think I did. Sound, I think you did. At the at, and the levels of occurred depend on the situation. Occurred. Occurred. Oh, I see. She. Okay. So this is okay. So she's saying the word okay, but she's she's oh, messing up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I look forward to when our intern has time and that we have the 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 want to make this also a video podcast. And we just there's a lot of things that you and I do that really only could be translated through vision. <laughs> uh, okay, what does regular degular schmegular mean? Regular, degular, schmegular. That's just something that's like boring. That's just regular, degular, schmegular. Not don't need to pay too much attention to it. It's not a big deal. Totally. It says average girl next door type. It's a humble way to describe oneself. Cardi is always quick to remind fans that she's although she's achieved immense success, she's also a regular, degular, schmegular girl from the Bronx. <laughs> I think that's the narrative all of multi-millionaires want us to think like i'm still still jenny from the black you know mm -hmm. uh i just have an extended writer that requires certain just, things in my trailer exactly and there's a <laughs> extended writer there is apparently there's a story about j-lo when she was on tour or something they like she was in Vegas and she didn't have the right mattress in her hotel so they made her like break into a mattress store like wake this the manager up at like a store at Caesars or something to get her the mattress she wants. It's an anecdotal. I have no idea if it's true, but it's not without the bounds of potential. Well, you know, she needed a good sleep that night. You it's know, she's because she's a performer. Right? That's important. She I mean, you know how much energy it takes to do what she does. You're right. You're right. I, I if it sounded like I was judging her, forgive me. Hmm, no. It, it didn't, but it sounded like the world might be, and I just wanted to clarify mm. that. You know, mm -hmm. she's and just she's just a regular, regular schmegular, okay? <laughs> That's right. Who you're needs? so you're so. See, you. I no wonder Dale Carnegie took you on as a protege. You are you're so good at just you. You get it right away. What does bloody shoes mean? Oh, bloody shoes! It's like when you had a 
when that shoe just looks so good, but it doesn't fit. You just got to like shove your foot Ooh, in there. Gross. You know what I mean? And you yeah. Just, you just got to you just got to wear them that night. And they're like, damn, those shoes are so they're so good, but they hurt so bad. I got to put on the bloody shoes. Fair. You know what? I love that thought. It's not that, but it's mm. but it does remind me of like the ugly stepsister. You know where they cut off like half her foot to like put it in. The, the glass slipper. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on a track from her, a song, Blow Deck Yellow, and it's in reference to her Christian Lobotin, I don't know how you say, Lobotin, Lobotin heels, which are known for their red soles. So there's like uh -oh. black, black heels or something that have a red insole, which I, like on the outside, they're kind of cool looking actually. The phrase also alludes to Cardi's ties with the bloods apparently. Oh, Okay. That's news to me. Let's not choose I, sides there. Let's just let that be a thing. And also, it's just the Revelist. The Revelist is saying this. We are not saying this. We don't know the authenticity of all these things. So uh, what does Yow mean? Oh, that means that's like that's just like what you say when you're feeling good. Yow. Yow. It's like you're howling at the moon, you know? Like things are, things are whacking. Do you remember the other one bumping. that I taught you a while ago? What did you teach me a while ago? Mm, it's kinda, it kind of sounds like a cat thing. Oh, the purr? Was it purr. a purr? Yeah, purr. 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 So purr. according to Cardi, yow is what fans should use to describe good news that is good but not exciting. Like used in a sentence, I have a new job. Yow. Cardi also noted that yow is a sad cat sound. Yow. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's, it's like a cat that's going through pain she insisted to Fallon yow <laughs> it's so it's good news but it's not like super exciting news is that what you said correct oh god so it's like it's like temperate here okay it's a new job but let's not like lose our mind over it like I got I, I got that promotion well yeah like I got oh uh I, I got an interview yow or yow or something what if it's like what if it is really exciting like? what does yow mean <laughs> that's the next question Nick Oh, is it? Oh, also, it's all about inflection, intonation. A higher eow is yes. reserved for great news. You, you, your finger is on the pulse, whether you know it or not. You know what we need. Oh, you are such a good communicator, Nick. <laughs> well, because as we've discussed in the past, um, the words are only ten percent of communication. But you're yes. good at that. You're good at the words part too. I'm Actually, decent, decent at the words. Part. I don't know. We discussed the ten percent on uh, Doc Talk, but I don't think it exists anywhere. Uh, we didn't talk about it. I thought we talked about it here. No? I don't think we talked. We've referenced it a couple times, but I believe it was a Doc Talk, and um, it, I, I think I remember you blowing my mind about that because I didn't know it was only ten percent about what you say versus how you say it or mean it, and that makes me scared for how obvious I'm being uh, about everything. What does on Kimbo mean? Oh, on Kimbo? Mm-hmm. That's like that's like the new version of on fleek, right? You Ooh. know what I mean? That thing is that is hot. That is the it thing. That's like, give me some of that. You know right. what I mean? To be fair, this is an article from 2018, so it's definitely not the new thing. But it means big, large. In her single lick, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's kind of threw me for a loop too. In in her single lick, Cardi brags about her deposits being on Kimbo. She told the cut the phrase simply means big and is a nod to the mixed martial arts Kimbo slice. 
Mixed martial artist, artist. Yes, Kimbo that would Slice. be it, 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 artist, correct. Yeah. Artist, Kimbo Slice, which I guess I'm, must be a, a big person. He's a big, he's a big boy. He's a big he's boy. A big, big, big boy. Kid. Is he like sumo and judo or something? Or no, like, he's just jacked. He's just, oh, he's yacked. Okay, got it. He's like, uh, he came out of like literally street fighting, if I recall correctly. There are some street fighting videos with him, backyard street fighting. And then um, then he moved into professional. And I know I the name. I just don't know anything about the person. I don't think I could put, pull them out of a crowd. Oh, look him up. You'll see. Then you'll never not be able to pull him out of a crowd because he's or bigger maybe, than the rest of the crowd. Exactly. Unless you said pick out the biggest person in the crowd, I wouldn't be able to go, oh, that's Kimbo Slice. I guess, does he look like his name is Kimbo Slice? Does anybody look like their name is Kimbo Slice? I feel like you may look like that's your name. I think he does. Look, just Google Kimbo Slice okay, just for a second, real, and I think I think you'll I think you'll agree. He he looks like Kimbo Slice. Oh yeah, he does look like Kimbo Slice. Yeah. Wow. He is like like the stepson of Mr. T. He gets it. <laughs> He's got like it's like a Mr. T thing. It's like a it's like a, I, I'm sure he lives this authentically, and I know Mr. T did too. But that's like a that is a persona right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Kimbo but Slice. I mean, but you know, Mr. T's persona was lovable. Kimbo Slice. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but his persona is I'm gonna you know destroy you. Oh okay. I just want to give that guy a bear hug. I I didn't know he was a, he's a mean. Lean well, he's, he's not an he's not an asshole, but he's oh, I mean, got it. He got his start literally fighting in backyards. Got it. Well, sometimes you got to fight for what's right. So, <laughs> so it's funny that you say on Kimbo because the next I'm not even going to test you on this one because this one is Fleek. Assuming that the majority of us in 2018 don't know what Fleek means, uh, Fleek is a synonym synonym for Cardi B herself is what the article is saying. Fleek's the definition of me. I keep it in check, Poppy. I'm a whole different breed, Cardi explains in her track on Fleek. So that's how Cardi used Fleek. She's on Fleek. Mm, she is Fleek. She is Fleek. Yeah. She's a fl she's a fleeker. What <laughs> what does emotional gangster mean? Oh, emotional gangster means you're cool. You don't no, you don't let things affect you. You can, Woo! you know what I mean. You're like yes. impervious to to bullshit. Yes, you're, good job. You know, did, I, did I nail it? Yeah, on love and hip hop. I'm, I'm assuming it's a track. Cardi B defined an emotional gangster as a tough chick who cries once every month. Mm, mm hmm. And we know like, when that is. No, I don't know. Sorry. No. Well, here's the thing. Uh, actually. Uh, Dak Shepard was talking about this on on his podcast when his wife guested for the third time. They, they were talking about it on the podcast that women are allowed to be like, oh, my God, are you on your period? Because that's a shared experience. But when men ask, like, oh, are you emotional because you're on your period? We're like, fuck you. But there is a difference in, like, being able to ask. But you're also not wrong. So you, <laughs> you because it's me and you, you can say that to me. To the greater podcast audience at large, they may take offense to that. But on my like I I've got your back on this. You can totally say that because that was what I would have said. Yeah, but this wasn't in reference to you. This was in reference to Cardi B who said I cry once a month. What's Which, the natural what's the natural what else, correlation? What else is good? It is it's the moon cycles, my friend. That yeah, is I what cry it, every time there's a full moon. <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> Well, actually, moon cycles are supposed to sync up with your your vaginal f blood flow. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, I've had both. that experience. 
Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's not the worst sexual experience. It's not the best, but not the worst. What does proper mean? Proper? Well, is that like the British proper? Uh, where something is, you know, like we say proper and, and it's British. It's like he's a, you know, he's a proper geezer. Mm, he's a uh, proper geezer. I love how, yeah. He's a right proper geezer, man. <laughs> I think you had me to the man. I don't know if they say man. They might say mate. Well, or... well like the guys from the streets. They might, you know. They you say know, man? man? I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you just stopped at right proper geezer. He's a right proper geezer. <laughs> man. Man. <laughs> you got it, man. Right, right. Um, it's on. So. Proper is a descriptor of Cardi B's hair and her hair only. I'm sorry it ain't proper and shit. My hair proper, though, Cardi once said in an interview. <laughs> okay, this one's kind of kind of, kind of clear, but let's just see where, where you're at with it. What's flexing on the gram like, hey? Wait, is that what it said? Does it add the like, a? Yep. Flexing on the gram like, hey? Yeah. Um, oh, that's when you like. That's when you got, you know, you, you're posting that shot of you just like in your prime, like you're on that boat or you're on that trip or you're with those people or you're doing that thing and you look really good. You know what I mean? Where yeah. everything comes together and you're like, fuck, I'm going to post this. Let everybody know I'm a badass. I am. Yeah. And let, and let everybody know that I am on Kimbo. I'm on. Well, no, because that just means you're big. Well, that's well, I'm big. I'm big on the ground. I I'm got big. it. Yeah, because it does you know? also refer to yes, you posted that bomb photo and you got the likes pouring in. Oh yeah, well of course I do. That's because that you odd. got that you got that flex. Abby, on the you know Ab what I mean? Abby, right, is, that, is that on her list? Is that, cool no, man? I think it's a little am too. I, I think it's a little too white girl. Um, nah. Abby. Uh, but yeah, you you flex you you flexed on your Instagram once, and I used it for our, our podcast cover photo for one of our episodes. What did I do? It was you voting. <laughs> you looked at oh, the, I don't think that's flexing. I know. I but know. It's, that's, it's me trying, that's me trying to engage and be like, uh, yeah, everybody's posting their voting picks. So I'll post mine. Uh, yeah, it, it had a, a sense of irony and and due diligence to it. <laughs> right, and so that that voting was. Four was that years 2016? ago, or was that? I think so. Two, that four years ago, maybe. No, maybe it was the midterms. Maybe it was Ooh, 2018. It been the but I just want to just trying to figure out like that is one of my most recent posts. So this is going to show how much I post. Which is why Instagram. I pulled it because it was one of the first <laughs> I saw because it's that that's how often you post. You know, you you know the only time. Well, there's two. Well, there's two times. Like, the main you have time, a couple I, cute. You have a couple cute clam photos. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like if I want if I want to get likes, I post yeah. I, I post clam and they totally. come, they come pouring in. Totally, but we, we limit our our clam exposure online. But I haven't I haven't done a, a recent clam post. Um, that's really it. I mean, they people don't people don't come pouring in otherwise. Well, and you know, this is not what we're talking about, but I. Don't, I, I actually appreciate that you don't use Instagram that much. I think the way you used it is to kind of be like, hey, publicly, this is who I am. Like, I, you know, you, you, you show that you have a lovely family and that you're kind of funny sometimes. Like, that you do a little bit of work, but also you don't need to flex on the Instagram, kind of. You don't need to flex on the gram like, a. Eh? And <laughs> this is a long way to say 
sometimes like on a dating profile, if I see like all the pictures are of a guy like from pulled straight from his Instagram, that's a huge turnoff from me. Because mm. like I know I'm going to spend the majority of the time trying to take his picture. And I know that there's, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't, oh, I just, I just, for as hypocritical as it is, is going to sound because I, you know, I posted on Instagram. I was, I stopped posting on Instagram so much, but then I realized I get a lot of engagement there. So if I actually want people to know what I'm up to, it's a, I, I have to use it. Um, but for as much as I'm on the internet, I would hate for my significant other to be on the internet. I would hate it. Mm. I just yeah. would hate it. I don't know. It's, I think it's, it, it, it does say something different when, uh, uh, to me, this, but that's a, like a personal uh, opinion. What does shmoney mean? Shmoney means means money that I don't care about. That I'll just uh, it's extra money for me. I just no, nah, it's just money. Well, that's similar, right? Money I don't care. It's just money. Yeah, it's just a new way to say money. Shmoney. Oh, not the just. You're just saying it. It just means it's just, money. It's just yeah. money. Shmoney. Trying to make shmoney. that shmoney. Shmoney. The shmoney. movie okay. Zola. They used it in Zola, um, which I thought was really. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, last one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What does caught a lick mean? Caught a lick? Mm-hmm. Oh, she got a taste of that guy. She <laughs> caught a lick. No? she Okay, she had a scoop of ice cream from, a, from an awesome place. She caught a lick. You're not wrong to make these guesses. I'm, I just Oh, I'm sorry. You laughed at me in a way. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I enjoy... You you are off base, but I enjoy your <laughs> commitment and you like. Of course, you would think that that's what it is. Like, hey, get, uh, go, get, I'm just deriving. I'm just deriving joy from this. What I'm starting to realize is that like Cardi B's language isn't like some of the other language tests that we've done. Mm-mm. She's just got her own. She's just making shit up. It's just her own. There's no not necessarily any logic to it, and it doesn't need to be that far off from what she's actually saying. So let's it doesn't see. need to be, but it's definitely yeah. It's like it like complements her vibe. Like caught a lick. Is that like is that like caught a whiff? Ooh. Like, right. I can see her turning caught a whiff to caught a lick. It's like caught a break. But then doesn't say that here. But you're oh. right. Like where is it derivative of? Cardi explains to the cut, like, when you gamble and hit the dice, you caught a lick. When you find, like, $100 mm. on the floor, you caught a lick. When you get, <laughs> when you get a multi-million dollar record deal, you caught a lick. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, but I but I can see it's, like, a break, right? And sh- she's, like, maybe she heard break and heard lick and went, oh, cool, you, you caught a lick, you know? Or maybe it's, like, you got a taste of, like, something good, you know, caught a lick. Totally. Uh, here's the thing. What I'm trying to say is I'm the Cardi B of podcasting, so just let me make up fucking sentences, okay? Well, here's – yeah, I – you know, I, this is where – this was going to be my conclusion too. I was going to say the same exact thing. And what I think you need to do is um, make up more mm-hmm. and don't try to be right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, See, sometimes you're trying to find the right word. Mm-hmm. And then you end up saying a word that means something else, which mm-hmm. is cute and charming and yada yada. It's got its own thing. Don't ever stop doing that. But what if you then just said – It's okay. The, the hole's already dug, but carry on. <laughs> what if instead of trying to find the right word, you just made up a word? You know, like you just, yeah. you just took a left turn and you went with – She's flipping you know. the poo. Yeah. 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 Now flipping yeah. the poo is a thing. Yeah, flipping the poo, which is a thing because – 
I f- actually I flip poo almost every day. I I imagine, and I do too. Because, really? <laughs> like I said, owning cats is yeah, the cats, same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is the same. Are you a geek? Do you like naming things? My name is Scott Rubin, and I wrote the ultimate guide for geeks to name anything. Whether you're naming kids, your pets, your car, your Wi-Fi network, or your role-playing game characters. Naming Your Little Geek has almost 1,100 name entries, and I tell you where the name came from, if it's a real name, or if it's a fictional name, all of the characters who have had that name, and I reference over 4,400 characters from science fiction, fantasy, comic books, movies, TV shows, cartoons, you name it, it's all in there. And it ranges from normal sounding names like Scott or Jessica to really off-the-wall bizarre ones from all of our favorite fantasy and sci-fi properties. You can pick up a copy of Naming Your Little Geek at bubblesandthingssoaps.com and check out all the other cool items there. Some really neat soaps. Naming Your Little Geek is also sold everywhere books are sold online, and you can even find it in some physical bookstores if you're a person who shops in physical stores these days. So here's the crux of what I wanted to talk to you about today. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the term and the practice of something called soaking? Soaking? Soaking. Well, definitely not, because obviously I'm I'm sitting here thinking, but I'm I'm still in Cardi B guest mode. I'm like, that's fair. What could it? What could it potentially mean? What do you think? What do you soaking. think it could potentially mean? Feels like you're well, you're like, you're like soaking in something, like you're oh yeah, water yeah, or yeah, yeah. You know, take doing a having rose petals and and lavender bubbles. I don't know. Uh, you're soaking. That's all I could think of. You're so you're doing. You're immersing yourself in some substance and and feeling, you know, and and allowing it to seep in through your pores. <sighs> You are so right, but you don't. You, you're not even prepared. Is there? Is this like? You know, you, did you say that this was? What did you describe this as? The practice what? of soaking. The practice of soaking. Yeah, well, practice is you know it's like the practice of meditation. So you soak. Right, you, right. Do you soak in the sun? Is it a sun soak? It is otherwise known as parking. Uh, marinating it, or dock and talk. These are like words I'm looking up on what is called Mel Magazine. They're, they're explaining it here. This is a 2017 article. It's only, the term soaking has only gained popularity again on TikTok because someone shared something about it recently. So it's like kind of got, it's in the zeitgeist right now. It is a maneuver that was allegedly popularized at Brigham Young University <laughs> where the, child, the, the students have to abide to church-dictated chastity, and they consider soaking a sexual loophole wherein penis enters vagina, 
but no thrusting occurs. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then what? So I'm I'm parked and I'm soaking. You're you're just sitting there. You are not allowed to thrust. You are not allowed to like you know, mm, you know, wiggle. So that that if you're not thrusting, essentially, you are not having sex according to this 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 style of sexual acts. Um, okay. I, so there is okay. also called jump humping. Okay. So your friend will jump on the bed while you're soaking <laughs> so that you get the action of some sort of movement, but you aren't the one doing it. Then there's another way that could potentially happen where two people are pushing, like people are side by side and pushing mattresses against you. So that, like, so you can have a friend jump hump you. Man, I never thought about bringing a friend into my sexual activities and not mm -hmm. to join by any means, but just to help facilitate. Mm -hmm. Like I sometimes like, could have used like an extra. Like know. when you get the double bounce, mm. the double bounce on a, on a, on a trampoline, on a trampoline. Oh, oh, you can yeah, only achieve a... double orgasm potentially if you have a jump humper. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine double bouncing in, during intercourse? Ooh. Jeez. Whew. Okay, so <laughs> here's did you say here's this a, was a BYU thing? Is that what you said? It's not. It's allegedly no. a BYU thing, but okay. it's it is. Uh, if, if it's practiced by um, Mormon students, then it's all, all chances point to the fact that these students probably won't remain Mormons for long because if they're already like trying to find loopholes out of like the faith, that like there's there's obviously it's. Obviously, you're losing your virginity, and so you're trying to find a way to say that you're not. Um, it like it just it just is fair to say that even though they think they found a loophole, they have it, and so potentially these students that have found this loophole probably aren't true true practitioners of the faith. Wait, so the only consequence for them doing full thrust you know, sexual intercourse, yada, yada, uh -huh. is, is their faith is, is going against the tenets of their faith? Or is there like, that's why, why like, if it was BYU, I, I was like, oh, they could get kicked out of school. Like, what's the consequence for them? It's, it's actually possible that that's the case. If like they found, I, I actually don't want to speak out of turn or, or uh, say, I know, let me see if this article, what, what has caught my eye is that someone was explaining the first time they soaked. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and they said there wasn't. So they they found a maneuver. We uh, the first time we soaked, we were on the floor of my living room. She asked me to put it in, but not to move it around. Uh, <laughs> uh, Are they so, like afraid? They're afraid to break the hymen. Is that the thing? Or no, 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 no. Because I also that's a myth. Apparently, um, mm. all of that build up and anticipation made it super exciting. Needless to say, it didn't last long. Who who knows? That's needless to say. After maybe two minutes of just laying there as motionless as I could, I pulled out and came on her stomach. I don't think she came. <laughs> this is <what> this is. <laughs> uh, if you don't think she did, uh, she probably didn't after two minutes of soaking. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Just from my experience, it takes a lot more effort. <laughs> just 
than just putting it in there uh, and, and sitting there for two minutes. With, without being too crude or over oversharing, there's been times where it can be achieved quickly because of like the excitement and the buildup to precursing sure. it. Certainly, but even like, that is a, even that's a rare woman who gets that excited. And <laughs> while that while that has been achieved a couple times in my life, very quickly the excitement of that partner lost <laughs> that that height of uh, interest for me. It was like the first couple times it's like, oh, this is great, and then it went away immediately. And then it became work. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it, I don't know that I don't want to say that it's like at, against the school's uh, credo. Although I imagine since it is within the church beliefs, it's certainly frowned upon. Um, mm -hmm. But it is also, you know, it's hard. It's, so it's hard to say that that's what it is. But a lot of it is mostly like, especially like in the Christian faith, right, where you're not supposed to have sex till you're married. Married. So I'm sure since BOAU is one of the more well-known uh, religious universities, they, they probably aren't the only practitioners of this. I'm sure kids at Christian schools are doing this shit too. If, if, you know, they adhere to that what strict is scripture. What, what about, what, what about, I mean, why not just at this point is dry humping considered sex? I don't think dry humping is considered sex because there's no penetration. No pen so as long as there isn't, so I would, would you prefer, <laughs> would you prefer a dry hump or a soak? I mean, it's feel like, first of all, soaking? soaking sounds so like too intimate well compared to what i mean if you want to have sex but like not if have you're, sex, if you're trying thrusting to be if you're thrusting having sex like you guys are like it's like fun it's like a workout like everyone's like doing work but mm. then there's like intimate sex where like you're looking at someone oh, in the eye yeah, and you're yeah. like stop leave me alone like i'm just trying to you know, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I feel too like... Much, too much eye contact for you. Too guys. much pet. You're paying it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Jesus. Okay, uh, where do I look now? So <laughs> I feel like soaking would also elicit too much... Like, I can understand being like, oh, I love you. You, you said I love you for the first time, and now I just sit here. There's... Uh, oh, God. I don't know how to have this conversation without oversharing. I don't mind sharing, but I don't want to be rude and overshare with you. Um yeah, I, I hate looking you can overshare all you want. So, like, after sex, if if it wasn't so sensitive for a man to do so, I would not mind staying in that in locked position for a little while. But that's like not to work. Like it's just like just to stay. Like, ooh, we're still we're still quote unquote one. Like that mm. could be nice. But I don't know. I don't know. I can see how the mental game of it is sexually stimulating. But anyway, I, I'm digressing. The, I think what you were asking is, like, first of all, anything that isn't just kissing, like, if you're touching someone's boob, that's a sexual act, but it's not sex, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not penetrating someone, it's not sex, sex. And then there was girl, I knew a girl in high school who was like, I'm a virgin, I'm a virgin. And it's because she was having anal sex. That's what she thought she wasn't <laughs> a real, like, Bitch, no, you just butt fuck. That's like what you do. Like you're you're not that's not a virgin. <laughs> like <laughs> by the time your clothes have come off and a and a man is thrusting in you, or someone with a penis is thrusting in you, you've lost your virginity, I think. Or even two women. If there's if someone's come to climax, that's sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put it on the line. Give it a word. Give it a what's the Jess word for uh you, uh you 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 you, you put <laughs> 
you uh you uh punctuated the relationship oh okay you <laughs> you exclamated point exclamation you, you, point yeah 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 depending on how depending on who came and who did it it depends but it's you always gave... a it's always a punctuation right so like if it's a semicolon maybe he came but she didn't but still there was like the sexual act mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. an exclamation both of y'all came it may it may have had poor grammar but it got punctuated yeah know? yeah it got punctuated we didn't know how we got there but we got to there and it's an interjection now you know <laughs> <laughs> it may be an ellipses <laughs> but we got to the end of the thought <laughs> no foreplay is an ellipses mm-hmm I'm going to talk about the ellipses where, where you've soaked, maybe, you know, but nothing, you know. I'm just going to say, like, I have already come up with phrases for, like, when we do Crypto Corner. Like, I, I'm not I'm not, not on this tip already. Like, I've already <laughs> I, made the illusion or the metaphors between hardcore porn and crypto. <laughs> Tell me anyone else on the market that's... Who's doing that out there, No right? one's doing that. No one's doing that. <laughs> no one's doing that. We will start a spinoff crypto only cast. Crypto we'll, only. But it just is cri hardcore crypto. <laughs> hardcore crypto. Called. Yeah, you called it hardcore crypto. <laughs> it's perfect because I'm from Chatsworth, the you know porn capital of the world at one point, and of course I'm the perfect person to talk about that <laughs> as an expert purveyor. Um, yeah, I just so I it's not a new phenomenon. It's just gotten um, publicity as of, of as of late because the TikTok has respread it around. I mean, look, I could see I I could see somebody soaking whatever. I get it. I I I was you know raised very religious. I grew up thinking no sex before marriage. It definitely you know affected my sexual encounters and you know yeah we, finally... we talked about that lightly. That where you mm -hmm. might have had opportunities and you kick yourself now, like, what did I, why didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God, all the fun I could have had. <laughs> no, um, or I could have ended up getting somebody pregnant and changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Um, but the, so that I can get the soaking thing, I can find, okay, whatever. You're trying to, whatever, hold me, hold me, just hold me. But when, you get your friends to jump on the bed or to like shake your box spring mattress in your in your college dorm or whatever wherever this yep. is taking place. Yep. That's where I'm like, okay, look, you're <laughs> you're I you're no longer not just having sex, you're having group sex. You're having <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. This is this is borderline orgy at this point. You know, the dude in college who's soaking the chick is stoked that her sorority sister is jumping, jump humping. Well, you know he's stoked because it's going to be her next week. Because <laughs> by this theory, this anybody could soak anybody. If it's not sex, well, well, honey, I'm not sleeping with anybody. I didn't have sex. <laughs> Come on, tell me I'm wrong. That's that's well, the, that's wrong, a real well, loophole. Sure, fine. You might might be able to get away with saying you didn't have sex, but you're, it's doesn't change the uh, if, if the, you, the, the fidelity issues. No, of course, but you if you can't say one is one and one isn't the other. 
You can't get jealous if your boyfriend's soaking with somebody else if you didn't lose your virginity by soaking with them pre- prior. <laughs> oh, man. I just imagine some, you know, some dude like some roommate jump guy jumping on the bed for his roommate. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, you're going to do this for me one day, right? <laughs> do this for me one day, huh? But he, the other guy just never does it for him. Shut up. Just keep jumping. Funnily enough, also on uh, the podcast, the third podcast that Kristen Bell came on to uh, with uh, Armchair Expert, they, she was talking about watching a documentary about how uh, this bird was ready to do like the mating ritual for a female bird. And he gathered the three birds of his like tribe, his little like grouping of people and like practiced the dance, came up with routines with the dance. And there was um, the, the youngest bird was like, look out to see if like she was coming or something like like like, this was a whole bird ritual that they went through in order for you know like how peacocks the the males have all the eyes so the 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 boy bird was practicing his routine to get his mate and the way Kristen bell related it was as if they were all potentially eventually going all right you're gonna teach me next time i have to do this right and then the little young birds like watching how the adult birds do it it was a very interesting cute little way to put it So, yeah, of course, a real friend only jump humps. If you don't jump hump, are you really a friend? <laughs> it's the new, can you drive me to the airport? <laughs> In L.A., you don't understand how how big that ask is. Sometimes people have asked me that. And I'm like, you're asking me? Is that really what you think of me? It's a huge compliment, by the way, if someone wants you to pick them up. Or, or they have no friends. It's one of the two. A compliment? Yeah. I think it's a compliment? compliment. It's a compliment when you know somebody and it's a compliment when someone is knows that they can impose on you enough to pick you up from the airport. That's a very positive way of spinning it. That's very good. Doesn't mean there aren't fucking psychopaths who I've met once who are like, hey, can you pick me up from the airport? I don't know you, <laughs> you know, well enough to sit in a car with you for two hours. That's different. There are people who don't understand social boundaries. And then there's other people... Who go, who go, hey, could you do this? I'm like, oh, interesting. That's where I stand with you. Okay. <laughs> cool. I, I take it as a compliment. I used to enjoy the uh, the old airport drive. I mean, I know it's brutal in Los Angeles, but, you know, I got to spend some quality time with a friend that maybe you don't see all that often or whatever, you know. And you soak in that line waiting for them to get out of the arrivals. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just pull right into that line. You soak up the smog. Park it there. Uh-huh. You park it. You marinate just, it. Just park it and you just sit. You marinate, you marinate in the smog in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, we, we, I don't know what, I don't know what, I, this is, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to generationally tie this into our podcast, but I felt like this was something you needed to know. Well, there seems to always be something that the kids are doing you know i feel like there was a while maybe your generation really brought to the forefront uh butt chugging and or putting I alcohol putting alcohol your, up your butt or putting alcohol in your eye there were people who were doing that and then there was people who uh were for a different type of intimacy were licking each other's eyeballs and getting uh, oh. g- g- uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we found your weakness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you... look, shove, shove beer up my butt, but like my eyeball, and that's where I draw a line. So, so you can't touch eyeballs? Is that like impossible for you? I mean, sure, I could. I mean, I don't know. I why would I want to? Like, what well, no, gonna... some people like can't handle putting contacts in their eyes or like well, seeing someone touch their eyes. Are you sensitive about that stuff? No, I mean, I don't have contacts, so. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, are, does are you particularly sensitive? I'm telling you, I've never tried. That's my point. Is I don't have contacts. I've never Could you tried touch, to touch your my... eyes right now and freak, or, yes, or would it freak yes, you I out? Get, no, it's fine. I can touch my own. That's eyeball. what I'm asking. I prefer to wash my hands before I did, but yeah. I sorry to have forced you to do something you don't want, but the idea you empathized too much when I told you that other people licked eyeballs. Yeah, well, you... licking eyeballs. <laughs> yes, that's different. You're. <laughs> Licking, first off, you're using your tongue, and it's somebody else's eyeball. <laughs> yes, I'm weirded out by that. And then you, and then you get off on it. Yes. Okay. What? Uh, I to be a fly on the wall in your house when you tell your wife, "This is what we talked about in the podcast today." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, we don't have time in our lives to talk about things like that. I, I can imagine. Um, the uh, Well, yes, you're right. The, basically, the internet has made it easy so that these fringe sexual practices have uh, – they can get press releases, but we can't get people to come see our shows. So, you know, that's that's just how the well, world goes. I tell you, if we did more soaking, people would come. Or would they? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Crypto coin. Yeah. It's shooting through the atmosphere. <laughs> Ooh, is that uh-huh. thing going on that I didn't know about? Well, it's been soaking all summer and somebody <laughs> pulled out to let it go. Uh-oh. Is that a good or a bad thing? No, we're on a we're on the rise here. We're okay. uh, today actually. Today, while we're doing this, today is Tuesday afternoon. While we're doing this, okay. While we're doing this podcast. Earlier today, I was texting your brother. I was texting with my brother. We're keeping an eye on the on the Bitcoin price. And uh, you know, last week Bitcoin took a jump. And it just does this out of nowhere. You know, like like we talked last week about flash crashes. Sometimes it'll just jump up. And you're like, it what? Flash flash mob it mobs is. Yeah. No, you know, just kind of like a just kind of like your your, you know, dorm roommate jumping <laughs> on your bed to help you thrust. It just <laughs> It sometimes it, it just it just bounces and then you're in. Right, you know, right. <laughs> so it's you don't you know it, the resistance. You know what I mean? You oh my god, yeah. Look, listen. I like the idea of someone else jumping on the bed because you don't know what's going to happen next, right? Well, like you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this feels like a metaphor for crypto in general. Like again, I tell you, dude, hardcore crypto. Some dude jumping on the bed and like you're like at first you're like well cool because this is helping me thrust but then after a while you're like dude can you like just jump with a little bit more a little softer a little bit more regularity it's just so random every time can you, you go jump. side to side can you just surf the bed for a second or yeah yeah <laughs> um so so anyways it jumps last week now here's what I here's 
this is, I have not done any research on this, but this is just a guess as to why it jumped. Because I think it jumped on October 1st. Oh. Okay. Like literally on the day of October 1st. Because um, this is the fourth quarter, correct? Because it's the fourth quarter. Like, could that be the thing? Like, a lot of people are expecting a good fourth quarter, you know, just generally, you know, some of some insiders that I know, insiders, quote unquote, just my brother, my friend's brother, uh, uh, who I've never met, um, you know, has been. <laughs> that saying, sounds exactly like the creator of Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no one's same ever person. Met, same person. Uh, but has been saying like I think even since it like peaked was peaking, you know, before it crashed uh, in the spring, that like things are going to be flat until the fourth quarter. Mm. Um, so, and I think there's other people who've been talking that. So, but it's just crazy that if that was just a fourth quarter move where everybody's like, okay, fourth quarter, let's buy in. Um, I don't know, but you know, it jumps from the low 40s to the high 40s. And Bitcoin, and we've talked, you know, hopefully people have been listening enough to know these price numbers that I've been talking about, but 40K. Um, it peaked at 63K, you know, back in May, and then dropped all the way down to 30K. And now it's been in this low 40 range. So anyway, so it bumped up to the high 40s. You're like, oh, okay. But it kind of had gotten there a little bit the past few weeks. It would go up to the high 40s and then dip back down. There was something about this one that felt different because it was like a, one of those jumps that like happens like instantly, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still got to figure out like how that could happen. Like how it could like jump by 5,000 in an hour or whatever. I can understand how it can drop. I understand some of the mechanics behind that. I don't quite understand mechanics other than there being large purchases all at once, um, which could have been the case. There could have been some piece of news that I'm not seeing or some, some corporation buying in or some large fund. It's very possible. A scalding uh, water and steam send Bitcoin soaring. Uh, El Salvador, they, some people are calling it, it a, a stunt, quote unquote. 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on October 1st, El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, Again, I forgive me. Tweeted that his nation had just mined its first Bitcoin using geothermal energy. Oh well, there you go. There you go. El Salvador jumped on our mattress. You know. Oh, oh, hold on, Bukele, the self-described coolest dictator in the world. This is what this person calls himself. Well, he, he's he's your coolest friend. That's gonna jump on your bed, man. What's his name? Bukele? B-U-K-E-L-E. Bukele. Bukele. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Bukaki? <laughs> oh, no. That, I, I don't blame you that your head is there because of all the things we're talking about. Question. I'm just trying to stay on theme. Yeah, that's no, it. no, you're doing an excellent job. Uh, question, how does one, how do you mine a Bitcoin? Like, I know that that's part of the, the conversation so again, here we are You're asking me stuff that I have limited knowledge of. So I'm going to give you my answer, which by no means is probably the right answer, but it's probably pretty close and good enough. Um, so the blockchain, right? The It's a chain of blocks. And okay, okay. when a transaction occurs, right? 
there's a new block that's being created in a sense. I don't know if it's just one transaction per block or I see how, how that look- exactly works. But that block needs to be kind of created and verified and validated. So what they what it, what they created is this system where multiple parties who have no connection with each other try to solidify that block through what I believe might be just like algorithmic or mathematical problems they need to solve. Something like that, which like, I'm like, is this, a, is it a game that they're playing? I, I don't know what it is or is it, but basically when, when these different miners basically solve these complicated problems, it create, it, it creates the block secures the, the, the transaction. Um, and then, uh, they are rewarded for doing it. That's fucking insane. So here's my question. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that same exact definition that you're giving. And I think you, we may have forgotten this, but it, we are an entertainment podcast. We have no, we can't tell you how to, what anything about Bitcoin. Don't take any of our advice. But, uh, I, I thought you said that Bitcoin was I thought there was a fight I thought it was had a cap of uh, the amount of bitcoins so these people are creating new bitcoins so this is where this is again where my knowledge is a little bit limited so you got to not confuse the blockchain with the currency of the blockchain okay which is the bitcoin oh um, the, the the problem is awarded the next block of bitcoins but that's confusing well it's not well, so so how the co- how the coin works is definitely something I need to do a bit more research on. So there is a, there is a finite number of the coin of the currency, um, but I don't think there's a finite number of the amount of blocks that can be created on the chain. Or you know, I think that is now granted. Currently, it's you know it's the system that it has is uh, you know that whoever's mining these blocks does get awarded Bitcoin for doing so. But I think there's so I think there's some sort of thing where eventually I don't know. I don't know if it evolves I, or or what. The reward every four years decreases. Um, and that's a thing called the having, which happened um, shoot. It happened in two thousand I'm trying to get my years correct. This it sounds happened, like a dystopia, Nicholas. The having. Yeah, it happened in 2019, which is a big reason. Every time there's a a having, it the the val like thing the value jumps. So like every four years, things jump. And I must it was 2019. I don't know why I'm thinking in my head 2017. That wouldn't be right because that would mean 2021 would be another having. But this was this was what was it 2020? 2006? Yeah, no, that's what it is. It was 2020. It was last year. Oh my God, the the pandemic is putting I know. In a time warp. So yeah, it was May of last year that the having happened, which then precipitated the that bull run that we're currently in. Wow. Right. This is why I'm thinking 2017 because the last having was in 2016, uh-huh. which precipitated the last bull run, which was 2017. And so a lot of people are comparing this bull run to the 2017 bull run and the 2013 bull run and the 2009 bull run. Because every time there's a halving, 
there's a bull run every four years. And then okay. when does it become a bear run? Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. So now your child has been screaming the whole time. And now my, my biggest boy is, is, is uh, attacking my littlest girl. So carry on. Sorry. What, so like- you, asked, you asked the big question everybody's wondering. Because what happened, if you compare like 2017, you had this big bull run, everything's exploding, but eventually it came back down. Now it didn't come back all the way down, right? So it's, it still had a jump in value from where it was before the bull run. But yes, it came back down a little bit and it stayed down. Now it, it never stays stagnant. It's still doing its volatility, right, but it, right, right. it stayed down until generally speaking, I mean, I had, it still had it. Bitcoin is always rising, right? But we're talking big movements. It's still, I think, year over year, 200% growth every year at least. So, wow. Um, so then, so that, that sort of bear run was, you know, in between 2018 and 2020. And I think right now, what, what you've been seeing this past six months, you know, since it peaked at 63,000 and then crashed, everybody's like, oh, was that our, was that our run and it's over and now we're in a bear market? And that's where everybody kind of gets scared. A lot of that FUD comes. Um, so that's where that's where we're at right now. And everybody's like tentatively watching. It's like, we're going to go back up. Was that really the run? Or was that just the the first part of the run? Um, you know, so people people are keeping an eye on it. And that's where these, these resistant points in the uh, really come into play. And 50K feels like a resistant point. Um, as does 40K right now. Like if it drops below 40K, it feels like it could really drop. Right. Um, so, and then, you know, it's super affected by news. We've talked about that a lot. And here's this news now that El Salvador has figured out a more eco-friendly way to mine, right? And we've, we've talked a little bit about this, you know, the criticism on, on the mining being very bad for the environment. Um, but the counter argument being, Two things. One, is it worse on our environment than other forms of uh, economy, including their banking system and and, and such? Um, and then two, it is something that can be fixed through renewable resources, through solar, through wind, through I guess whatever method El Salvador did. That in time, we'll, we will continue to figure out how to mine more um, sustainably. I think the thing that's kind of blowing my mind about mining is if it's solving complex math problems in order to get rewarded who's creating the complex math problem so someone basically manufactured a like a, a mountain like that you might find golden with all these like complex math products problems i'm sure there's some sort of algorithm that is generated by the computer by the by the blockchain to to create a never-ending supply of of whatever's and it's is is it in order to authenticate the fact that it's kind of blowing my yeah, mind you're kind of authentic yeah that might be the right word you're authenticating the 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 transaction oh, i used the, 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 uh, the word correctly this time yeah you've you've yeah not only do you use the word correctly you found a really good word for this wow situation yeah so what's the what's the speaking of words nick what's mm-hmm. the title of this episode <laughs> What's the title of this episode? Because uh, I have to fucking come up with those every every time. So I what know, is it? And you, yeah, you do it. Is it Jessica Carnegie? <laughs> uh, 
Because <laughs> you know, you have maybe the fact that you found that right word is because of the of the work that we've been doing on this podcast. I that's kind of what I'm getting at. But but mm-hmm. so you know, self improvement. You know, so, uh, Jessica Carnegie sounds but, so, yeah. Potentially. But what's the what's the what's the Jessica B version, right? What's the Cardi B? Oh, Jess Jesse B, Jesse Jesse Carnegie. Oh, Car Cardi B Carnegie. It's all there. cryptocurrency so uh your 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 point though that it just took a big run we're afraid it's a bear market but the quarter four is here now so it's here so it's interesting so so earlier today like it it, it it's been kind of creeping up and it and it it broke 50k but not by much and I was like my brother, I was like, well, if you know, if it breaks 50K, you know, um, I have a feeling it's going to keep going. And he goes, well, it has broken 50K. I was like, I don't know. No, it's right at 50K. I mean, like if it goes, if it goes above, I think it's going to continue. This is just whatever. This is just me. Uh, what do I know? This is just my guess. Um, and then while literally while we're talking here, now it's up to 52K. So it's moving mm-hmm. it's moving right now by the time people hear this on friday who knows where where it'll be it Do could be up projection? or it could be back down um i want to make a projection oh man it's so hard to say i'll tell you what I, what i'm going to do because of it there's a couple of investments i want to make that i've been kind of you know thinking about like going is this thing going to dip again or should i just do them now based on this i'm just going to do them now and if it dips again fine is it into other cryptocurrencies because the other cryptocurrencies tend to follow Bitcoin? Yes. Well, there's, 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 uh, yes, yes. And there's a couple of, I don't even know what the right word is for them, but platforms or tech bo- blockchains, I think they're just general blockchains, you know, mm. comparable to Ethereum that are, that are making technological advances. We've talked about Solana already. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Cardano before. Um, and then there's one called Dot. Uh, Polka Dot. Polka Dot. You brought this up. Yeah. Um, and I guess Polka Dot is <laughs> about to release Parachains, which I don't know what that is. What uh, the fuck? It's just, <laughs> first of all, the having Parachains, blockchain, my, it's so, it's, ugh, it's a lot. Uh, parachains are custom project-specific blockchains that are integrated with the Polkadot and Kusama networks. Parachains can be customized for any number of use cases and feed into the main blockchain called the Relay Chain, considered to be the, to be the heart of the Polkadot and Kusama networks. Wow. Um, so, it, you know, it's like, you have, it's just so funny, like if you look at if you look at some of these things, like if you look at Ethereum and like all the different technologies that are working with Ethereum, it's like thousands. So there's so many things you can do. You could be like uh, in some sort of business or app, they might call it, that the user like you or me can interact with. Like we could buy an NFT or we could um, invest our money in this, in this DeFi company. Um, or we could, you know, do whatever it is that, that, you know, whatever sort of consumer-based thing. But then you have like 
businesses that like help that business function better on the blockchain. And then you have another business that helps connect those businesses. Wow. And then you have another business that that like helps manage the currency of that blockchain, you know, and, and make it more efficient. You know, it's like, so <laughs> trying to figure out what you're, you know, what you're investing in, what, what's the one, you know, wh- you know, which technology is good, yada, yada, all that stuff is, it can be difficult because you don't even know what all the different components of a blockchain. We don't even know what a blockchain is. I- um, but, <laughs> but here we are, you know, and one thing I can say is that like some of, you know, some of the larger um, sort of network or platforms I think probably stand a better chance of long-term survival than trying to pick some of these smaller technologies that are working on the platform. Yeah, because I think the way you described it before is it's like the open source for an an, an Apple app or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and somebody, you know, I was watching this video the other day. Somebody was explaining it very similar, you know, and like talking about the idea of like, well, if you've got Ethereum and Solana and Cardano and yada, yada, well, like they can't. Can they? Can you have more than one? Like, can you have multiple of these, or is it, or is it just like the strongest is going to survive and the rest are going to go away? And I think many people think yes, you can have multiple, but how many multiple? And they was making the analogy to operating systems on your phones. Mm, mm. You know, looking at like at one time you had BlackBerry, right, and that was a big thing, you know, and then you had Apple iOS. Right. And then suddenly you had, you know, Google Android. And then I, I don't know if like, but I guess Sprint that's had their own and all that stuff. But we're not, but if, but if we're switching elect, electronics in our hand, I'm not, we're not talking about wealth. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about computers in our hand. Uh, but mm-hmm. if, if, if we can easily switch from one blockchain to another, then does that devalue it? Or it makes all the amount of currency I made in the block, in Bitcoin totally moot then if you moved from one to another mm, mm, i'm not sure i think you might oh. be mixing things up yes i'm mixing things up because you're talking but, about apps that help yeah i don't know i'm, lost. I'm talking about like look look you gotta, here's the okay so let me just finish my little analogy there like of all those things of all those different sort of smartphone ios or or operating systems what we have left basically are is two. We have Apple iOS and Android. Ah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. It did kind of dwindle down to two. Um, there, I don't know if there, there maybe there's others. I don't know if T-Mobile. I don't know if these other places have their own iOS, but those seem to be the forefront, right? Apple and, mm-hmm. and Android. So you could see you had more. BlackBerry didn't make it. <laughs> you know. I understand now. Right. So so the business has dwindled down. Now there's a there's a separate. Thing. So what, that's the technology. What technology is going to survive, right? What technology mm-hmm. is going to be the most efficient and the most user-friendly or have the best reach? Um, the next thing is, is investing in those businesses, uh, right? So that's a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to invest, you can invest in both those businesses if you wanted, you, don't, you know? Right. Um, you can invest in Apple. You can invest in Google. Right, you can invest in Ethereum. You can invest in in um, Solana. You can invest in and Cardano. And that's not the same as buying their currency. So this is the this is where it starts to get this is the this is where it gets a little bit different. 
Yes, it is the same as buying their currency, but what is their currency? What does that mean? What does their currency mean? Currency is how that pro is is the currency of that ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the currency of that ecosystem, and this is boy, this is this is again. I think I've talked about this before. Something that I need to understand better. Um, but maybe maybe this maybe this analogy will work. Let's think about an iPhone, and let's say you had there was an iPhone coin. It was called it was called the Apple coin. Okay. Right, and on Apple with that Apple coin, you could use that coin to get new apps. You could use that coin to buy in-app purchases. You could use that coin for anything on your phone. Right. Right. Well, the more that the value of that coin could increase. And the more the value of that coin increases, the more you can get with it, right? The stronger the iPhone gets, right. the more you can, you can maybe buy with that coin. So you have a currency within the ecosystem. Now, that currency can either increase or decrease in value in comparison to the U.S. dollar, right? So if you have one Apple coin is worth one dollar, okay? Uh huh. But then the Apple coin increases in value. And now that one Apple coin could be worth $2. What causes it to increase value? It's usage. It's demand. It's wow. the amount of people who are buying into it. The amount of people who are using it and buying into it and supporting it. Because value is what a, a group of people have assigned to a thing. Yeah, it's a big part of it, yeah. I honestly think I understand it f better than I have based off of that explanation. Uh, I have a penchant for not letting uh, you or other people finish their analogies before I made, uh, before I, uh, oh, you have a cat brushing up against our mic right now. Uh, anyway, you, you've explained it very well. I appreciate that. And it's not, it isn't, it's not far from kind of what we have going on to some extent right now with other like you might have a gift card with an Amazon thing so like you have Amazon money or you have an iTunes card but it's not it's not acting as a currency yet but we it's all not have... change yes yeah, not acting it's not changing in value right right unless the dollar changes which it does to some extent which actually so actually truthfully yes it does change with inflation yes the goods now may not <laughs> You but might not I be able can't... to buy as much with that same right. twenty-five dollar gift card, which is pretty much the whole problem of the economy, which is what we're talking about, which is what the world that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. I think it sort of makes sense to me, Nick. Oh, well, that's that's important, and let's just hope I'm getting the cru the crux of it right, so that so that what makes sense to you isn't a lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I am a follower of the Nick Credo. No one else <laughs> understands cryptocurrency like Nick. <laughs> You've completely like fucking ruined me for the next 15 years. Oh, so, well, I, I can only be so lucky then to be corrupted by you. Uh, did you... Did you get across everything you wanted to get across to our audience? Because you said you're going to make some investments. Uh, we've talked about this before, that when what Bitcoin does 
tends to then dictate what happens to other coins. I think Ethereum led the race for a minute too. Uh, but if, if Bitcoin's moving up, that would mean if it continues to, you will see other things move up. So it might be time to just put a little bit more money in something, right? Yeah, you know, we know what's what is a little bit interesting that I'm seeing right now is that this the this move by Bitcoin, everything else has been reacting, and I'd say Ethereum is is pretty closely following Bitcoin right now, um, but the rest isn't following at at the heels as much. Um, it's definitely it's definitely following it, but like for a while there, it was like Bitcoin moves this way, everything moves that way, da da da, and that that's starting to change a little bit, especially with certain things like Solana, like Luna, certain things that are like as a company are coming into their own and having would be, their own would uh, be increasing in value because of the what they what we call catalysts events that cause the value of this product to increase. Ah. Uh, right. So they're less dependent on the society going as a whole, oh, maybe if Bitcoin's going well, I will buy into Dogecoin. Or, mm -hmm. But instead, because they're becoming more viable as a business in their own right, their value can increase whether Bitcoin is or not. Yes, exactly. Um, Just and tell then me I'm right some more. Go, keep on going. Yes, yes, you're nailing it. Uh, and then... On top of that, this is just recently within the past day or two. This is just my own personal observation because I've been like deeply staring at the price of of dot, um, uh, deciding you know because there's a some money I have aside that I want to invest in it. So it's going like, is it going to go down? Is it going to go up? Um, uh, sure, sure. And it's not moving, and a lot of them are not moving. And they're huh. moving just just a little bit, very little bit, like within Which... a dollar to two dollar range. Okay, but yet. Yet over the past two days, Bitcoin has gone up by like five thousand. It's steadily rising, and they're not following. So hmm. what that tells me, and this is just a guess based on my experience so far, is that they will follow eventually. If Bitcoin continues to rise, they will start to follow. So maybe right now which is four days ago from when you're listening to this, is, <laughs> is a good time to buy something that, you know... Could potentially move upward. Yeah. As opposed to buying it when it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Now, look, uh, for, for, we haven't given our caveat here. That I did for you, but you don't did, take advice yes. from us. We're not, we're not financial advisors. This is for entertainment. But if you are interested, uh, the Masu LLC Corporation. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Investments <laughs> Limited. They'll teach you how to speak in public and uh, all about Dale Carnegie. Um, but like one thing, like what, what I'm trying to do with this particular trade is more short term, right? I want to see, I want to see what happens when they release their new pair of chains and it boosts the price. You don't want to get something before that? I think no, no, I know. I'm getting it now. I'm buying it now. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say because you don't want to buy that after the boost. No, no, no. I want to yeah, sell yeah. it once it goes up. Yeah, I think it would be crazy. I see. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, so it's a short-term play. Short-term meaning somewhere between now and two months, two three months from now. Um, if this thing moves, the way it could move, 
the way Solana just moved a couple weeks ago, where Solana basically went from $30 to $175. Um, Polkadot currently is at $30. And just to give you an idea, a year ago, it was at $4. Mm, crazy. Right? That's money in the bank right there. Totally. Um, so if it does move, I'm, I'm going to be looking to try to sell it you know, as high as I possibly can, but I'm not going to worry about it selling it at the peak because that's a trap. Um, as opposed to what we've holding. talked about, buying and holding, which I, is I, probably the most advisable thing generally to do if you want to just generally invest. Correct. Because, and I've talked about this because it's my only experience, but buying Dogecoin, Elon went on, oh, we didn't even talk about Grimes and Elon breaking up, but uh, Elon going on uh, SNL and then I sold that shit and got the fuck out, you know? <laughs> Like, because that was the catalyst. That was like the yeah. top of Dogecoin. Totally, and it, that's and it. It may come back, but who the fuck knows? Well, well, as you as you speak, uh, yesterday Elon sent out a tweet. No. Yeah, he did. Um, he sent out a picture of his dog, which is a Shiba dog. Okay, so that's why it's Dogecoin. So you have Dogecoin, and then you have this other co the coin, Shiba. Inu, which yeah. I think we've talked about before, right? Yeah, I think it was like people created it. Uh, yeah, yes. I think I'm So it. it's a Doge-esque coin. It's of that world. I don't know what makes them similar. Yada, yada. It's like, you know, way, you know, multiple decimal points under uh, a penny. Um, so it's like you literally, if you bought $100 of it now and it ever reached a penny, you'd be rich. Um so anyways, he tweets out a picture of it, um, and the thing just shot up yesterday. Um, wow. It went, yeah, I think it... Did it I, go over a dollar? No, a dollar. No, no. I'd be lucky if it makes a penny. Um, no, it no. went from... Wait, no, no, not Doge. Oh, Shiba. Shiba. Doge moved a little bit. Doge maybe moved from like... 20 cents to 24 cents, but Shiba basically doubled in value. Wow. Um, now, mind you, it Shiba, let's see, I'll get you the exact price of Shiba at the moment. Um, here we go. Shiba is, oops, push the button. Okay, Shiba is 0 0.00001693 currently. Wow, wow. So yesterday before all this happened, it was 0 0.00008. So just think of like, it's at 16, it was at eight. Um, wow, that's interesting. Interesting, did I have to say? Nicholas? Wow, I have never heard of such a drastic move. Um, it, like, just the fact that a Shiba Inu could have that kind of impact economically for some people. And when people say, Jessica, you're 0. 0.0008 of a person, I know that I could become 0. 0.00116th of a person just because of Shiba. Mm-hmm. That is so on Kimbo. I can't, I can't think of, I can't think of other shit she said. That's not the right. No, that is, 
I mean, take a take a picture of it. Flex it on the gram. Flex it on the gram. A like a um, Nick. Uh, uh, as always, the pleasure is is mine. Is mine. It's mine. It's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, did you catch a lick today? Uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's fine. You're just a regular, regular schmegular. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. I you're, think... you're, 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 you're Jesse from the chats. Uh huh. Oh, I'm from still, Jesse I... from the worth. I'm just Jesse. Jesse from the worth. Jesse is the worst. Jesse is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I I always was trying to make a. a screen name chatsworth like because like you know how aim chat was like big at the time like chats chat how how do i jessica's worth chatting to <laughs> couldn't but then I, you also didn't want to dox yourself anyway um yeah even when i'm a huge famous uh investor slash uh podcaster slash actress i, I i'll remember my roots and where it all started <laughs> with with you here today Oh, this is where it started, not in Chatsworth. It started oh, here. no, it started all right here, baby. Okay. This is this is the, the, the real catalyst of my climb. Of your parabolic rise. My parabolic rise. <laughs> of your bull run. Oh, well, Tauruses, baby. That's what I'm talking oh, about. It's right. all there. That's what's up. Yeah, let's go on a bull run. We're the best. Okay, bye, Nick. Bye, Jess. Bye. That does it for this week, Nichols. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of You Don't Know Nick. There are many different ways you can support our podcast. One of them is going to youdon'tknownick.com and finding out all the different places you can listen to our show. You can also follow us on Good Pods, which is basically Instagram for podcasts. Not only can you follow your favorite shows, you can listen to them right there in the app. If you're interested in finding some You Don't Know Nick merch or Jessica Lynn Verde merch, go to subtlegeek.spreadshirt.com. And if you're not already consider becoming a patreon member you can get exclusive swag and early access releases to episodes if we're able to get them to you in a timely manner go to patreon.com slash you don't know nick and if you haven't already leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts see you next week nichols